What's up? How are we all doing? Welcome back to episode two of Bets Chats Bits. So in my first episode, you probably remember me talking a bit about bodybuilding and saying how I was going to go on to that in my next episode and how I got to do that. A lot of my bodybuilding career that I did do was alongside one of my close mates, Jordan McIntyre. And actually, we're lucky enough today to have him come onto the show and discuss some bits with me to do mental health, but also to do bodybuilding and tell you a few tricks of the trade that obviously you might be unaware of. So without further ado, what I'm going to do is introduce you to my close mate, Jordan McIntyre. So take it away. What's up, guys? It's Jordan. Um, I'm lucky to be on this podcast today. I'm excited to talk um, about some stuff. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Jordan McIntyre Fitness. Okay, cool. So, Jordan, thanks for coming on today. Um, have you got anything you particularly want to discuss today, or should I just fire some questions at you? How do you want to work it? Yeah, of course, man. We can. Um, if you've got some questions lined up, we can definitely do those. There's something I'd like to touch on. Is like the whole mental health uh, scene with the yeah. industry, especially with what's happened with um, is it Luke in the last couple of weeks? Oh yeah, Luke Sando. Yeah, R.I.P. Like he was a nice guy. Um, yeah, okay. So I mean. I mean, when everyone thinks of bodybuilding, what's the first thing they think of? I mean, they think of steroids, don't they? They think yeah. of big fat guys, they think of steroids, and they think it's easy. Um, why is this? I mean, I know the reason, but why do you think it's portrayed as, you know, easy by these guys? What? Why do you think uh, people think that it's easy to take steroids? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, people just think it's a shortcut, don't they? They think it's cheating. They think um, you can just take a load of tests and train and sit on your ass. And that you're going to gain like five pounds of muscle a day. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you know, like you could take training, you could take tests, but at the end of the day, if you're not putting in the work, you're not doing the diet and uh, the training, um, I mean, yeah, you're not going to see the results that, you know, these guys see. They work their asses off still um, and a lot of respect to them really for it. Um, I mean, we can say this. I'm going to be open. I've taken stuff in the past and I've taken stuff and I've not worked particularly hard. Stepped on stage and I've looked absolute dog shite. Um, and then I've taken stuff, I've worked hard, followed a plan, you know, busted a gut. And to be honest, this is where mental health comes into it for me was when I was working really hard and I was taking stuff, I felt the shittest I've ever felt. Um, because, you know, you are working hard and you're seriously pushing yourself beyond the point your body wants to go. I mean, the low calories, etc. I mean, what's your opinion on this, Jordan? For me personally, the whole mental health side is... Um... People don't really accept who they are um, with uh, Instagram and the stigma behind that. People look at these athletes on Instagram and they're shredded all year round and they're like 105 kilograms and like 5% body fat. And then people like me who aren't in that type of physique, I could be looking really good, but then I will look at these type of people and be like, I'm dog shit. I need to look like these type of people. And then I'll punish myself by dieting extreme or taking stuff that's just going to ultimately like kill me one day yeah no I, I agree um i think that's a big thing for me as well i mean so jordan and i actually we went to body power um last year no two years ago sorry yeah, yeah before. And, you know, we saw some we saw some big guys and some really shredded guys um I mean, we went to the gymshark event and i'm gonna out him to be honest you know i think he's a great guy however David Laid. I mean, 
you know, he used to be a big fan of him. Um, and he used to put out these workout plans. And I think, did you buy one once? Yeah, I bought, um, was a, I think it was his DUP plan. Okay. Yeah. And what's, I mean, my opinion on it was, you know, he's selling it that you do this, you're going to look like me. Um, and I think that brings on, again, a bit of a problem with mental health in the fact of people buy this plan and then they don't get the results they're promised. And that strings on to I'm never good enough, you know. And that's why I think a lot of people will end up then taking steroids and punishing themselves. What's your opinion on that? I mean, I definitely think that's true. Um, I think a lot of people um, realise that to get to these type of physiques, they need to take steroids. Yeah. So a lot of then put themselves in danger, but there is no point taking steroids unless you're going to become like a pro athlete who's going to step on the Olympia stage. If you're just going to be a waiter and work nine to five, what is the point in you putting your body through all these type of things? Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, while we're talking about steroids, before we move on, can you explain any side effects that you've had from them? I mean, personally... um, everybody's different so everybody everybody's body is different so if someone's take test um their body might uh, react differently to me Mm. um personally i've not had too many major side effects when i've taken a bit of debile i have had a bit of um gyno but then you can take products that will reduce that or just stop taking the debile and you'll be fine Stuff of like trend, I get quite sweaty and clen, I get quite shaky. I've never had like roid rage. I, I personally think that's a bit of a myth. Okay. Um, so, I mean, going on the touch of that, then you think, you know, steroids aren't worth anything unless, you know, you are going to make it big time and you're going to live and breathe bodybuilding. Yeah, 100%. I started taking steroids about a week after joining the gym and that was because in my head I knew that I wanted to look like these top athletes and I'm not stupid I know that these top athletes take steroids so in my head I thought I would take the steroids to then become better and look like these people um, and now it's become almost like I, I can't shred without steroids um, I, I cycle on and off but I feel like I definitely couldn't stop taking them you feel like you're you know you feel like you're not addicted but in a sense, are addicted in the sense of you're, you're mirror addicted to a physique that you want to be now. Um, and you feel like that's only achievable by carrying on with steroids. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, I mean, for anyone listening, I mean, personally, I'd advise, you know, staying away from them. Um, so just to talk about a few side effects I had. So, you know, remember when we stepped on stage at Exeter? Yeah, man. Um, I was due to go and do Body Power, actually, in a couple of weeks after that. And Body Power is quite a big show. So I decided I was going to up my doses a little bit more um, and ended up, you know, laying in bed with heart palpitations, um, mood swings. You know, I was killing myself off for that show. And that's where, in my head, I clicked and said, do you know what? This isn't for me. Um, I wasn't going to live and breed bodybuilding. I, You know, I knew I wasn't going to do that. Um, so I turned to focusing on my sport and actually training for my sport. And I feel like for my mental health, that was a massive step for me. I mean, it was an improvement in my relationship, which I'll talk about in a later episode. 
you know lots about that relationship, Jordan. Um, it just wasn't for me. And, you know, if you take it, I'm not going to say down on you for taking them. But what I am going to say is don't say sell a program and say you can look like me, you know, when clearly you can't without steroids. That's my big off that I'm going to say from this topic, really. And I think you'd agree with me, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to make you happy. Um, touching on the mental health side, obviously, you look at like people like Luke. He um, he was a top athlete. Um, I didn't know too much about him. Obviously, I saw everything that happened. But he competed in the Olympia, didn't he? Yeah, that's correct. Um, he won. He was sponsored by Redcon. He had a beautiful family. He was doing amazing. And then just overnight, it ended. And there's been so many stories of top athletes who have done similar things. Like you look at Rich Piana, yep. drug abuse towards the end. It, it clearly doesn't make these people happy. Like they can achieve everything they wanted to achieve in life and they're still not happy with it. Exactly. That's it. And I think it does lead on like, you know, if you do start taking steroids, especially when you get to a higher level, I think the pressure and everything, then turning to a recreational drug really isn't a big thing for you because you've already put so much chemicals into your body. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, you know, that's, it's a spiral. It is a spiral. Um, yeah. For someone like me who's struggled with like uh, substance abuse in the past, it's definitely, you see all these top athletes, they, um, there's, a, there's a few that I could name who are on these high cycles and then they take uh, recreational drugs and their hearts just can't take it. But they take these recreational drugs to make them feel better. And obviously it just ends badly. That's it. I mean, you know, Rich Piana, he was a great guy. He was massive. Um, but, you know, there's there was obviously an issue there for him to feel like he needed to take these recreational drugs. Um, and it is a shame. I mean, he owned 5%. Like, he had it all. And yet he was still clearly unhappy towards the end. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, okay, so let's let's move away from steroids now. Um, let's talk about fitness and mental health. So, in general, just going to the gym. Um, I don't know. Maybe you know you've had a breakup or something. I mean, I've always seen it that when someone has a breakup, especially guys in a breakup, you know, they look the best they've ever looked six months later. I mean, what's your opinion on that? Why does that happen? I mean. Definitely why I got into fitness. Um, I'd just come out of a, a long relationship and a messy breakup. I, I thought to myself, if I could become this better person physically, I would be able to then prove to uh, my ex that I was a better person or like she was losing out. And then yeah. obviously addicted with the gym and uh, like the atmosphere um, and the routine. And then it's just gone from there, really. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of people do. Yeah, no, I agree, definitely. Um, I think a lot of guys, you know, they, they go for a hard time. And girls, actually. You know, some girls from a breakup, they go out, they go to the gym, you know, looking so much later and they're looking insane. Um, so then what happens when they, you know, a lot of people get into a relationship? I mean, you know, they either, they, they lose their shape or the relationship doesn't last because, you know, they focus on themselves too much. There's got to be that even balance somewhere, hasn't there? You just need to find the right person, really. Um, I got into a relationship just over a year ago, and they've never told me to stop taking steroids. They've never told me not to do bodybuilding. They've always supported me. You need to find someone who supports you no matter what you do. They can voice their opinion if they don't 
like what you're doing, but you should never be with anyone who tells you you can't do something that you want to do and that makes you happy. That's it. I mean, in my, you know, in my relationship, it's the case of she doesn't like steroids. Um, but at the end of the day, she wants me to be happy. I personally have chosen not to do steroids anymore. Yeah, that's your choice. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not competing. I have no need. I'm looking at more now focusing on my rugby um, and becoming a better player more fitness and obviously that doesn't come through steroid abuse as you well know from seeing you on the stair climber <laughs> those steppers are awful during prep man <laughs> yeah those 6am steps are just not friendly especially uh, when 100 milligrams of clen yeah exactly yeah, I want to try and stay away from steroids now um, let's talk about mental health lockdown, gyms being closed you know, how has it affected you? Because I know you've struggled with mental health in the past. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm trying to keep busy. I've got weights at home. Um, it just it isn't the same, the atmosphere. I usually, just before I go to the gym, I, I take some pre-workout at home. I put on some music, put on some fresh uh, gym clothes, and then I go to the gym, say hi to a couple of people, and then get in the zone. Whereas um, now you're it, training in dressing gown, yeah? <laughs> it's just usually I just train in shorts. I see it topless all the time now. Yeah. Um, so no change, really. Well, my gym's banned people from not wearing tops. <laughs> yeah, no. The good old days when we could go in and just sweat it out in some shorts, eh? Yeah. I was just jealous of our physiques, I think. I think we were just scaring people off, to be honest. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so my training, I've definitely... You know, I'm up in North Yorkshire. I'm not getting the training I used to get. I've been doing some resistance band stuff, not really enjoyed it. However, I have now turned to making weights. You might have seen it on my Instagram, um, CBS and C for you guys who are uh, listening and obviously want to go and check it out. Yeah, I've um, I've made some weights out of concrete and a metal scaffold pole. So I'm actually waiting for them to dry and hopefully, you know, can get some big heavy deadlifts in again because I am missing the big heavy lifts. And it is actually affecting my mental health, not being able to, you know, if me and the missus have a little argument or a little heated discussion, I can't just go to the gym, pick up 170 kilos on the bar and, you know, deadlift that. Um, I've got to either go for a run, which I hate doing, um, or pick up the resistance bands and do it for reps. And again, it's just not a way for me of releasing those endorphins. I mean, what's... Go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I'm missing the heavy lifting, so... I'm definitely going to struggle with compound lifts when I get back. Um, it's hard to go from squatting, like, one night for reps to a 30-kilogram barbell. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty gutted because just before lockdown, I actually I did a 185 deadlift, a 110 front squat, a 170 back squat, and 100 bench. And to be honest, I think I'm going to get under the bar and I'm going to be doing like a 100k squat, 50k front squat, 30k bench. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. And I think, again, that's going to affect my mental health. I'm going to go back and I'm going to be like, wow, I've got weak. And that's where, for anyone who's listening, the advice is push through it. It will come back, push through it and don't drop it. Because um, I think when I came back from my shoulder injury, I had that exact problem of, you know, I got under the bar and I was lifting half the weight I could. You know, I dropped down to like 
at one point I was just benching the bar. I don't know if I trained with you at that point. Um, but, you know, I got it back up to 100 kg, so it can happen through hard work. But I was so close to just giving up when I was just benching the bar. Um, I don't know if you've had any, you probably haven't had any situations like that where you've stopped training, have you? Not really. I've always been um, consistent with my training and I've always been quite strong with and without steroids. I think muscle memory is definitely a very big thing. At the moment, I'm weighing exactly the same as I was when I was at the gym. First thing in the morning, I'm making sure I get my food in, my supplements. Um, I'm actually looking like a bit leaner, like I've seen some uh, bit of definition around my waist, but I'm still in at like 90 kilograms first thing in the morning. Yeah. Nice. So you're, you're maintaining your weight. and I mean, what's your plans now? Because obviously all the shows have been cancelled. So what are your plans going forward for the next, say, year now? I'm not really sure. I think I'm going to go on about um, an eight-month lean bulk uh, starting next month. Um, a lot of these shows have said they're going to do shows later on in the year, but I'm not sure how they're going to do that. So I think I might just give it a miss this year. It's not the end of the world. For me, it's just something that I like to do for a bit of fun. I'm probably not going to make a career out of it. So yeah. not, it's not the end of the world for me. I'm still really young anyway. Okay, cool. And... I hope you don't mind me mentioning this. Obviously, you and your missus, well, fiance? Yeah, man. Um, were due to be getting married this summer. I mean, has that affected your mental health, guys? Or I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't. It would have been nice to do it this year. Um, it's a good job we didn't book it because I know a few people who have booked um, their weddings and some people aren't getting their money back um for us it doesn't matter as long as we do get married i mean it's not we we've pushed it to next year so it's not the end of the world it's not too far away yeah i mean yeah i think that i think you've got a strong relationship there because i think a lot of people might struggle with that and i think they have struggled with that and for anyone that's listening you know who is struggling with maybe not necessarily a marriage getting cancelled, but not being able to see your girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, you know, you're going to see them again. We've just got to respect lockdown, um, let the virus do its course. And, you know, everything can go back to normal. I mean, I'm getting, I don't know about you, Jordan, but I'm getting pretty pissed off seeing photos of people on the beach. Um, for example, I've seen a photo of Bournemouth Beach where you, you can't move. I mean, I can't go and see my nan. My nan can't have visitors. But these people are going to the beach and, you know, literally sitting within centimetres of each other. What's your opinion on that? You live by a beach, so... Yeah, I mean, I go for for daily walks down the seafront. And for me personally, as long as people are keeping their distance, um, it's not an issue. Uh, Exmouth Beach hasn't been too packed. um, And you can can definitely see different groups of families. Uh, But I, I have seen, like, a couple of groups of just, like, lads out, but definitely not from the same household. Um, and it's ruining it for everyone else at the end of the day. That's it. Actually, talk about Exmouth. I saw a post on Facebook about people had left like cans and bottles and stuff. I mean, it's not party season, is it? Like, you know, it's still serious. And at the end of the day, we want to be able to see our families. I can't even go see my mum and dad. I can't stay there for the night. So why do these people feel like they can meet up and have parties and then leave their trash on the beach as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the middle of the summer, so I get 
people want to go out and they want to drink, but it's it's not really acceptable to be honest. Exactly. At the end of the day, if you want to have a drink with your mates, have a drink with your mates. But you know, I I had a virtual birthday party with some of my mates on Zoom. You know, we got some drinks together. We got on Zoom and we played some drinking games. It is still possible to socialize. Um, I mean, it's gonna be funny to tell the grandkids really about this, isn't it? Because you're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, oh, I'm going around my friends with a drink, and we'll be like, well, back in our day, you know, we we had drinks over computers. <laughs> um, only a few months, like a few months' time, the clubs are going to be open, people can go out again. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and, you know, on the topic of lockdown, do you, um, work and stuff, I mean, you know, all these companies paying furlough and stuff, it's going to come and pi- like bite us massively back, isn't it? I mean, um, it um, I was thinking about it the other day and I, I think at some point the taxes might get raised for them to claim this type of money back. Yeah. Uh, a lot of companies like my, the company I worked for, um, because it's not explicitly said in the furlough rules, they can actually just let you go and not pay you furlough. So that's what's happened with me. I've been laid off and they've just not claimed furlough because they believe it's not fair the government pay my wage whilst I sit at home. Yeah. Would you think that's because that company's scared that, you know, they're going to have to pay this money back at some point? Um, I'm not sure. It's a, it's a private company. I just think he um, he did it so he didn't have to do it later on in the year, because when these companies reopen, they are going to struggle and a lot of a lot more people are going to lose their jobs because no one's going to want to go out. No one's going to want to go to these like hotels or anything like that. So staff are going to lose their jobs when everything opens up again. Yeah, I mean, this is where I'm so thankful that um, although I'm a personal trainer, I'm employed by a company because at the end of the day, I've got the security. One, I'm employed by a company. Two, they're a very good company. So their sort of clients, you know, they do have the money still and they are going to want to pay for PT. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens to self-employed personal trainers, you know, because they their money comes from one they pay rent to gyms because i've done it before you pay a rent to a gym and then you know you earn all your money but are people going to have the money to be paying out for pt no i don't think so i don't think um i think a lot of small businesses and uh, a lot of uh small self-employed people are going to really struggle when lockdown's over yeah no definitely um okay is there anything else you want to talk about jordan I mean, off the top of my head, we can talk about supplementation um, and all this bullshit about, like, you need to take this, you need to take that to be able to look like me. Um, Mm -hmm. That's definitely something I was struggling with when I first started working out. I was like, oh, I need to take all this shit to look like so-and-so. Tell me about it. I used to come into your room and you just had to have a windowsill of supplements. I mean, and they weren't even good supplements. They were my protein back then. Yeah, I mean, back then, that's when I was struggling financially. And obviously, my protein um, specialised in uh, cheaper supplements. Yeah. But I would like nine or ten different supplements a day, and probably two of them were beneficial to me. Yeah, so can you list out the supplements you were taking? Um, my God. So, I mean, there's some of them that definitely do work. So I still take them now. So I'd wake up and I'd take... Um, a multivitamin and omega three, yep. Uh, and then I take pre workout uh, with some creatine. Then I take BCA's intra workout, 
uh, protein shake post workout with oh, is it beta alamine? Beta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then sometimes during the evening, I take a sleep formula. Okay, and you think that sleep formula helps? Oh yeah, definitely. There was um, I was taking the five percent one. Um, and that really helped. The sleep that I had when I was taking it uh, was just eight, nine hours of just consistent deep sleep. Um, it's stuff for me that doesn't really benefit me. It's stuff like uh, creatine, uh, beta alanine. Like for me, when I the BCAs, when I take stuff like that, it does zero for me. Yeah, well, I mean, going on like BCAs and stuff like that, I think... They're not really a physical benefit that you see, but I think if you are supplementing or you are, you know, you are doing serious, you are serious about your gym and you're serious about your health. I don't, you know, they're, they're not harming you. Um, and I think slightly, you know, they are helping with certain things, but they're not physical things that you will see. I think you might agree with me on that. I mean, if you've got the money to buy these products and you want to spend your money on it, who am I to stop you? But, what you shouldn't do is sacrifice stuff like food and um, stuff like that for these products. Because at the end of the day, you could take zero supplements and diet and just train and you'll just still get amazing results. A hundred percent. Yeah. And no, I think that's a really good topic to actually finish up on what you're talking about here. Um, Cause this is something I've always wanted to talk about meal replacement shakes and fuels and things like that. I know you've probably got quite a good uh, opinion on this. I mean, you don't need to take them at all. Um, <laughs> even with protein shakes, I would say the only time you ever really need to take a protein shake is when you're on prep and you're on a really strict diet and you need those extra grams of protein. You should be getting all this, all your nutrition from your food. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100% there. And I think, like, especially... When you're training, you need to be getting in that natural, those natural macros from your foods. Um, and, you know, another thing is those weight loss shakes. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to say this, Weight Watchers, things like that. I mean, they're actually bad for you. They are bad for your body. They, you might lose weight, but you're mostly losing muscle there because you're in such a calorie deficit. Um, and there's nothing to retain the muscle there. You know, I mean, uh, you'll agree with me on that. We've spoken about that before in the past, haven't we? I mean, at the end of the day, these companies are just out to make money. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and out, out to make money as well. I think just going back on to finish now about talk about competing, there's some coaches out there that are just out there to take money. Um, I'm going to shout out this guy because he was he's actually my coach, um, Luke Home Fitness. I unfortunately couldn't afford to stay with him, but he was a great coach. And I knew this from the start because I messaged him saying, will you be my coach? His reply was, tell me more about you. So he didn't even say yes. I told him more about me, uh, about me mentioned my shoulder injury. He then said, look, can we have a phone call? You know, he asked for my number and he had a phone call with me and he sat on the phone with me for about 45 minutes um, seeing if I wanted to actually, you know, train with him. And to me, that was that was a sign of a good coach, not the guy on YouTube who you will have all heard do his adverts in. 
why is this not work? Why is this not work? Why is this not work? And you listen to him for 20 minutes and then he tries to sell you his plans. I mean, that guy, he's not going to look after you. The guy who has a phone call with you and he messages you and he responds to your messages really quickly and he helps you, that guy's going to see results and that that is the guy it's worth giving money to. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, 100%. Or it's like these are people who are uh, sponsored and they push their products, they push um, their supplements just yeah. because they know that they get like a, a percentage when you buy these products and you use their codes, affiliation codes and stuff like that. Yeah, no, exactly. All right, Jordan. Well, thank you for coming on today. Um, it's been really nice to talk to you and we'll get you on to talk about more topics later on in the episodes. Um, have you got any ideas who, who I could bring on next? I was thinking of maybe getting in touch with Guy and seeing if Guy would want to come on and talk about, you know, his build up to his massive success. Um, Cause I'm sure he'd love to share that. Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on. Um, definitely, I would consider speaking to Guy because obviously he's two times British champion. Yeah. Uh, has a, a wealth of knowledge and he would be brilliant to just pick his brains for half an hour. No, exactly. That's what I was thinking. And, you know, um, I'm lucky to have him as a friend, you know, and he's actually helped me and you, I think, a lot with everything we've done when it's come to the gym and bodybuilding. Yeah, I've known Guy since the first day I went to the gym and he's just been an amazing help. Yeah, I remember the first time you looked at him and just went, oh, my God. He's larger than life. He's a lovely guy. He is a lovely guy. Well, thank you for coming on, Jordan. And guys who've listened, thank you for listening today. Remember, if you want to see those weights, it's CBSNC. And if you want to follow Jordan with his bodybuilding career and how he's going on, what's your Instagram again, Jordan, quickly? That's Jordan McIntyre Fitness. Lovely. Thank you for coming on today, Jordan. It's been really nice to talk to you. Have a good day, mate. You too. Cheers. Bye.